Let's uh, pray. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for this evening. Uh, thank you for all of your faithfulness and uh, goodness and uh, that you're the one true living creator God and, uh, and also the, uh, the one and only Savior, uh, you and your Son and your Spirit. And uh, we thank you for uh, this time together. Uh, pray that you'd teach us and instruct us by your Holy Spirit through your word, and that we come to know you and to know your son uh, more and more, uh, and that our hope and trust uh, would uh, rest upon uh, your salvation through him uh, and his once for all uh, perfect sacrifice uh, of atonement for uh, all who repent and uh, believe in him. And so we thank you for these things and pray that uh, they be to your honor and glory. And we pray in your son's name. Amen. All right. So uh, last time, we had quite a, quite a bit of review uh, last time because we had some who, who weren't here uh, previously. But we had been looking at uh, the, uh, the biblical uh, authority uh, that uh, grounds our understanding of uh, creation, uh, Yahweh's special revelation uh, in his word uh, that through it which he teaches us uh, about creation uh, and that he's the one true living uh, creator God and that uh, he exists independently of all things uh, and all other things exist independence upon him. Uh, he's eternal uh, but uh, we all and all of creation has has a beginning. Uh, and then we were also looking at uh, the, the genre of uh, Genesis uh, and seeing that it wasn't poetry. Also, if you think about the Psalms, yeah, they're, they're poetic, uh, but the Psalms also overwhelmingly are uh, prayers, uh, entreaties, uh, laments uh, to God, uh, addressed to uh, addressed to God. Uh, but a Genesis uh, isn't uh, poetry. The creation account isn't poetry, but it's a uh, historical narrative. Uh, and uh, we're just looking at some of the characteristics of historical narrative uh, that involves contingent temporal succession, which is just say uh, events that follow. Uh, many of them depend on what comes before. Uh, in, in time and space, uh, uh, causation that uh, God has to create the, the heavens and the earth and uh, the unfinished earth on day one before you can have a day two and a day three and a day four and get to the completion at day seven and uh, you have, a, have to have a whole host of events before uh, Joseph and his brothers and father and uh, family uh, go and sojourn in Egypt. Uh, we're going to cover um, more than uh, 2,000 years uh, over this period, uh, covering uh, all of creation and uh, you know great regions and uh, on the earth and uh, all the way from the garden uh, to Egypt, uh, awaiting uh, God to fulfill His promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, to uh, with the hope of Him restoring, uh, preserving, and restoring uh, His. Uh, presence, provision, blessing, and rule in all creation. Uh, we see those purposes uh, from creation itself uh, before, uh, before the fall. So uh, it's uh, historical uh, narrative. And uh, the history we touched upon, just even Jesus uh, and all the biblical authors treat it as uh, historical uh, events happening in space, time, real uh, history. Uh, uh, not a myth, uh, not fictional, uh, but uh, actually uh, happening. And so uh, Jesus, whether saying to the Pharisees, uh, have you not read uh, what? Uh, uh, that in the beginning he made them male and female. Uh, and he, he draws on, and part of it, the quotation he draws on, he draws on part from the creation account, day six, 
uh, where God makes them male and female in his uh, image after his likeness. And then uh, in the garden, uh, where uh, you have more specific focus just on humanity and what happens with them uh, in creation, uh, that uh, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become flesh. Uh, therefore, uh, what God has joined together, let no man separate. He points to these things as happening in the beginning. Uh, and uh, Paul, uh, with the first man, uh, the first head of humanity, uh, and the new head of humanity uh, in Romans chapter 5, uh, in Romans 8, uh, that the, the whole creation uh, groans, uh, waiting uh, for uh, the redemption of the, the sons of God uh, and for their uh, glorification. And so uh, all of the uh, suffering uh, in bloodshed, uh, the curse, all those things go back to the, uh, the beginning. And so uh, it's uh, a historical account, uh, a historical uh, narrative that narrates uh, real events. And so tonight I want to look at uh, the meaning of, well, the, the meanings of the, the word uh, yom, uh, day, uh, in creation. And so, uh, if you're not at uh, Genesis 1, uh, flip, uh, flip your Bibles open. And so, we'll see that uh, with uh, the word uh, yom, uh, that like uh, any word, it uh, has a, a range of meaning uh, that you'll find in uh, Lexicons, uh, fancy word for dictionaries, if you pay way too much for them, makes you feel a little bit better about your purchase. Uh, and so, uh, cheap ones, dictionaries, uh, if you pay way too much, lexicons. Uh, don't, don't call my uh, lexicons dictionaries, please. So, but we'll see, it. We'll see uh, a number of uh, meanings uh, of uh, the word day uh, so, for example, go to Exodus chapter 2. I know I told you to go to Genesis 1, but Exodus 2, verse uh, 23. And there, there are occasions uh, when it can concern a longer time period. And a lot of times it'll be used in the, the plural. It's like the word generation. Hmm? The word generation can mean, and more often seems to mean, just the generation of life mm -hmm. is being mm -hmm. generated. It's generated. Mankind is generated. Oh, well, so the whole yeah, of mankind yeah. is a generation. From well, the Garden of Eden till now, till what? Well, you could use it that way. A lot, lot of times uh, we use it more narrowly, though. But Yom is a similar. Whether term. whether generation X or uh, generation is, Y or. The day is the time when life is happening. Day. But look at, look at Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. A lot of times it'll be used in the plural. Another place where it might be used uh, in this sense, in the singular, is when, uh, at, and as you get into chapter 2, verse 4, uh, and it says, uh, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth uh, when they were created in the day that Yahweh made uh, the earth and the heavens. Uh, in there could maybe be one of the specific days. Is it day one we began the creation or day seven? But God it seems been, like it, it might be the, the, uh, the whole period, the whole week uh, that, uh, that he created. Uh, in the, well, well, we'll talk about that uh, later. But uh, there, uh, so it speaks about uh, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day uh, that Yahweh made the earth and the heavens. And so there, after going through the six days uh, in the seventh day of rest, now looking back, uh, that may be using it in the sense of now referring uh, to the whole uh, six, seven day uh, time period. Uh, but here you, you have a, 
even more clearer uh, use. And so uh, during uh, those um, many days, or well, and here it says many, a lot of times, maybe this isn't the best example then, a lot of times they'll leave off the, the many. And so I'll just say, uh, during, uh, during those days, uh, the king of Egypt died uh, and the people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cry, cried out for help. Uh, their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God and God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. And then it goes on to Yah. Uh, Yahweh's commissioning of Moses. Uh, and there, you have 40 years that, uh, that pass uh, with, uh, uh, with Moses uh, sojourning from the age of 40 uh, when he fled from, uh, from Pharaoh uh, who wanted to kill him uh, when he uh, killed an Egyptian uh, taskmaster. Uh, and then, uh, so over a period of 40 years, and now, that one, he offers this in the lexicon, uses many. A lot of times you won't even find the word many, but you'll just say, you know, in those days. And you can even have like uh, 40 years. And so that's one sense. But in creation, uh, we're going to see uh, two different uh, senses. Uh, some, some try and read uh, in uh, an indefinite time period uh, into creation. Another example, Eric was just talking about in Sunday school, uh, talking about the day of Yahweh, and you have the broad day and the narrow day. And so some, sometimes they'll speak about the day of Yahweh, and in those days. Uh, and it can speak about broadly, like the seven-year uh, time period of the tribulation, but then narrowly uh, on the final day uh, when Jesus returns, sets his feet on the Mount of Olives, and fights for his people uh, and redeems, redeems Israel. And there you have a very specific narrow day. And so uh, Eric uh, had a number of examples and uh, we, we could go through a ton uh, throughout, uh, throughout the Torah. And so uh, there's, there's a range of meaning uh, for, uh, for any word. Uh, they have uh, multiple uh, senses, but it's the context uh, that helps to constrain, narrow, and select uh, the right interpretation. Is there a relationship between the uh, Hebrew word for day, which is yom, and the Hebrew word for generation, which is what, or? Well, they're two, two different words. <laughs> like tol, toldot, or sometimes pronounced uh, toledot. Oh, that's the generation. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and the, they're... There, a lot of times, it, it deals with uh, progeny and uh, genealogy and uh, such. But look, let's just read, uh, and we're going to look at uh, day one, but we'll just start from verse one. And so, uh, in the beginning, and we'll be looking at verses one and two in depth in, in the coming weeks, uh, but not tonight. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, the earth was without form and void, or uh, barren and empty, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So here into the creation, uh, into the, the barren, uh, dark, uh, the, the earth, uh, you have darkness over the face of the deep, uh, the waters uh, covering uh, the earth. Uh, into darkness, God calls light, and God said, let there be light. And there was light, and God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. So you have distinction between uh, light in uh, darkness, uh, bringing light uh, into uh, the, uh, the uh, darkness uh, in the initial state uh, at the beginning of uh, creation. And then in verse 5, uh, God called the light day uh, in the darkness he called 
night. And so day, yom, and night, erev, or erev. And so he calls the light day uh, in the darkness, he called night. And so first we see by this uh, naming the opposition between light and darkness uh, in day and night. And so what kind of day is that if it doesn't include night? Well, it's the, it's the period of light uh, d during the, the daytime, a uh, period of daylight. Uh, in, in contrast, and you, you have a, a broader sense of the word day that includes uh, a, a full day uh, that, that we'll be seeing uh, with both a period of light and darkness, evening and morning, the first day. But here it's a narrower, slightly narrower sense of the word uh, day that excludes night. It's just the, the period of uh, daylight. And by naming them, uh, he identifies uh, what they are and uh, their uh, function. And so uh, now the, the light uh, here is uh, in, uh, equated with uh, uh, the daylight. And so you have a very narrow, restricted sense and so God saw that the uh, light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. In the darkness, he called night. Uh, and then it flows into, and there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Uh, Yom Echad. Uh, the first, uh, day one. First day. And so here, in just a verse, you originally had darkness, and then God creates light, uh, names uh, the light day and the darkness night, two different things, uh, distinct, uh, not, not overlapping. And so now with light, now with uh, day and night, where originally there was darkness, now you have light. Uh, now they can say, uh, and there was evening, associated with darkness, uh, and there is morning, the first day. So what kind of day is that? Uh, with ev evening and morning. Well, that's a, a whole day. Uh, that's uh, uh, that's uh, basically uh, 24 hours uh, that, that we look at, uh, or a period of day and night, uh, evening and morning, uh, this sequence. And oftentimes, uh, for the Hebrews, uh, not always. Uh, they, they can vary it just like we can in English. but. Uh, th there are many times uh, that, for the Hebrews, uh, that they would conceive of a day as beginning with evening, and so with, with darkness, like on the first day of creation, uh, and then morning, and so night uh, to uh, today. And you even see those things like with uh, the Passover, uh, where they held the Passover, uh, it was with the darkness, is a change to, uh, to like the 14th and such. You even see that in the, the Gospels. And so uh, he's crucified still while there's daylight, but then before uh, night descended, uh, they wanted to take his body down uh, and they had it put into the, the tomb uh, because uh, the Passover. And so uh, for uh, his uh, three days in the tomb uh, and resurrection. Now, it's not speaking about full three 24-hour periods, but on three distinct days, he was crucified, died, uh, put in uh, to the tomb for the first day, and then for the Sabbath, the entire Sabbath, he was in the tomb. And then uh, when the daylight came in the morning, he was, uh, he was raised. And so it, you can speak of uh, days differently. Like I could say uh, in three days, and depending on the context, that could be, I could, uh, today it's Wednesday, I could include Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or I could say in three days, it mean Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, depending on whether you include or exclude uh, the, the current uh, the current day. And so here with uh, first uh, with uh, the creation of light into the darkness, 
uh, naming uh, evening, or uh, called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there is evening, and there is a morning sequence of the first day. Uh, and you have this sequence at the end uh, of uh, every, uh, every single day. And there was evening, and there is morning the second day. And there is evening, and there is morning the third day. And there is evening, and there is morning the fourth day. The fifth day, and the sixth day. Uh, all, all the way up to six, in uh, there, looking at the day within the context of a sequence developing uh, six days, uh, that was uh, Israelite Hebrew work week. We call five days work week. Uh, some people thought, like in Roman times, thought that the, uh, the uh, Judean people were uh, lazy uh, because they took a, a day off of rest uh, to worship uh, God. Uh, but if they were lazy, according to the Romans, how about us? <laughs> you know, boil it down to uh, to five. You know, see how much we can milk out. And some places, like in Europe, you know, the, uh, they barely go to work. So, uh, to all our uh, European friends, uh, but <clears throat> uh, the the six six days uh, established the pattern uh, for the the Israelites uh, that they lived week after uh, week, six days of work, uh, and then with the seventh uh, of rest. And you see God's rest uh, on the, the seventh day uh, in sanctifying it, uh, setting it apart. And so you have all, all of these contextual clues uh, of darkness, light, day, night, evening, morning, the first day, uh, where there's a first, you expect there are going to be others, uh, second evening and morning, second day, evening and morning, third day, evening and morning, fourth day, evening and morning, fifth day, evening and morning, sixth day. Uh, just to you know, ham hammer the point home on uh, the, the pattern throughout uh, at the end uh, that segments the text into uh, seven, uh, seven uh, main parts. We'll talk about there are some other things going on, like with days one to three grouped together and days four through six uh, and days one through six. Uh, for uh, God's uh, creative uh, week of work uh, in creation, uh, bringing uh, all of creation about, the heavens and the earth, uh, and taking them from their, uh, their barren, uh, uninhabitable uh, state uh, to creating uh, habitations uh, for his uh, creatures uh, to fill. And so creating the habitations on days one through three and vegetation, provision for them. Uh, and then days four through six, filling it with uh, uh, the luminaries and the fish and the birds or the uh, aerial and aquatic creatures and, uh, and then the land animals and uh, man on, on day, uh, day six. And then go to Genesis 2. And they shouldn't put the chapter marker there. Day seven is set apart, but it's part of the uh, the creation account. And so, then on uh, day uh, seven, uh, being uh, unique and distinct from all the rest, uh, thus the heavens and the earth uh, were uh, finished, uh, and all the host of them were completed. And on the seventh day, God finished His work. Uh, that he had done. And just before reading on, we'll see that uh, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Uh, the, uh, the word uh, rakia uh, for expanse or vault of heaven uh, that's named heavens, uh, expanse and uh, heavens that it's named occur 21 times and earth occurs 21 times right here, where it says heavens and earth, 21, 21, 42, uh, six times seven, six days, seven, uh, completion. Uh, completion uh, that in six days, uh, God made the, uh, the heavens and the earth in their totality, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all of uh, the host of them. And so, uh, that, that 42, uh, 21 times with expanse heavens and 21 times with uh, earth 
you have seven for all six days uh, in which God brought everything uh, to uh, its, uh, its final uh, completion uh, in his work of uh, creation. Uh, and you see this theme built upon. Uh, read on. And on the seventh day, God finished his work uh, that he had done, or really, and God finished on the seventh day uh, his work that he had done. ESV kind of reorders it, but in this case in English, it's fine, uh, it's fine to stick with the Hebrew word order. Uh, it's not bad English. So uh, God finished on the seventh day uh, his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation, or that God created to do. Literally, that sounds weird in English, but <laughs> but in Hebrew, it expands this phrase, God uh, God finished on the seventh day his work that he had done, uh, and God rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. Well, okay, if you didn't get the point the first time, you know, it expands it, uh, and it's called uh, over-specifying. You know, he's given a little extra information to drive the point home. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all his work that uh, he had created to do. Uh, and in all of that, uh, you have uh, God's name, Elohim, uh, 35 times. Uh, you have seventh day. It, it appears three times the seventh day, but it's referred to two other times as it. 35 again. Uh, and then the, the, the words in here, it's basically the, uh, the word level uh, that you have uh, basically 35 words. Uh, there are a couple things that they count together because they're sounded together, contracted. Uh, but, and so this, looking at the totality of all creation uh, and bringing it to its full completion, uh, the, uh, the entirety of the heavens and the earth uh, and uh, all the, the host of them. Uh, and so that includes everything. And the seventh day uh, commemorates God's work uh, in the six days of, uh, of creation. And so now let's go look at Exodus uh, 20, verse 8, fourth commandment in the Ten Commandments. Uh, and so uh, we've seen uh, you have uh, light and darkness, day and night, uh, evening and morning, uh, first day, sequence of six days, uh, work week, uh, and then sequence of seven days, uh, a week week. And then with the fourth commandment, uh, verse, uh, verse 8, uh, in this, it's actually in a chiastic structure, and so it sort of ends uh, where, it, where it begins. Uh, and at the center, it talks about their resting uh, and their, their servants uh, maybe at the very center, but all those who were to, uh, to rest, uh, uh, you and sons and daughters and uh, their servants and animals and sojourner and such. And so, uh, ver and this is the, the sign of the, uh, the covenant at Sinai. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, Sabbath day of rest. Uh, six days you shall labor and do all your work. Uh, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God. And so, that's the big point. Uh, the, the exhortation, the commandment uh, in you know, Ten Commandments, and at the fourth now, uh, it's to, uh, to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Uh, six days you shall labor and do all your work, uh, but the seventh is a Sabbath to Yahweh, uh, your God, uh, day of rest. On it you shall, uh, shall not do any work. Uh, you or your son or your daughter, uh, your male servant or your female servant 
or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. And here's, here's the reason, here's the support why uh, they uh, and those who are with them are to keep the, uh, to keep the Sabbath, uh, to work six days and rest on the Sabbath. Uh, verse 11, for in six days uh, Yahweh made heaven and earth, uh, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on uh, the seventh day. Uh, this is the whole basis and grounding. Uh, God rested, uh, and here the, the, the central point and focus is in six days, uh, Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them. In how long? How long did it take uh, God uh, to make uh, the heavens, earth, sea, and all that is in them, standing for the totality of everything? Six days. Uh, that's uh, why that's the salient point is because that's how long they're to work uh, in labor. Uh, and even looking back, uh, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to Yahweh your God. Uh, on it you shall not do uh, any work. And so uh, for in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Uh, therefore, uh, Yahweh blessed uh, the uh, Sabbath day uh, and made it holy. You see that uh, interchange where, oh, I forget, Bob once sent me a, uh, is an entry uh, from the Dictionary of uh, Biblical Theology, I forget if it was Peterson, uh, but who's just commenting on the connections between, you see the interchange between the Sabbath day and the seventh day. Now in creation, uh, it's, it's not called the, the Sabbath day. Uh, this, uh, this is the first time where you see it uh, referred to as the, uh, the Sabbath day, uh, the day of rest that uh, he uh, commands uh, under uh, the Sinaitic covenant uh, to, uh, to remember and follow the pattern uh, from creation, of God's creation, to remember uh, he's the one true living great creator God uh, and uh, that... Uh, he'll talk about, uh, I, I, am, I sanctify you. Uh, it's a sign that he sanctifies uh, them uh, as his holy, holy people. And so uh, in six days, Yahweh made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, uh, Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and made uh, it holy, uh, drawing the connections using seventh to connect it to creation and Sabbath uh, for the pattern that, uh, he's established for them to uh, follow uh, every uh, week after week uh, of their lives and uh, in their uh, ca calendar and uh, all of the feasts that they were to have and the, the new moons uh, within this uh, weekly framework uh, to uh, remember uh, God's creation, uh, his uh, provision uh, for them. Uh, and then... <clears throat> Look at, we'll go to Exodus uh, 31. We'll focus on verse 17. And actually, let's start at verse uh, 12. And here it's at the end of this section uh, where it's divided up. Uh, and Yahweh said to Moses, uh, and we've spoken about that, how it divides it uh, into uh, segments it into uh, sections, uh, and many of those things follow the pattern of, uh, of creation, uh, sometimes in summary form, sometimes more broadly. And then he concludes with the, uh, with the Sabbath uh, that's uh, unique. Uh, and Yahweh said to Moses, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say, uh, above all, you shall keep my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you. Uh, throughout your generations, that you may know that I, Yahweh, sanctify you. Uh, you shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it uh, shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, uh, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Uh, six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to Yahweh. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day 
shall be put to death. Uh, therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath uh, throughout their generations as a covenant forever. Uh, it is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days uh, Yahweh made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was uh, refreshed. And heaven and earth, again, saying for the totality of all uh, creation. Uh, and uh, in Revelation, uh, you see with the Apostle John, uh, he even kind of elaborates and builds on it and says uh, that, speaking about uh, him as a creator, uh, and that he created uh, the heavens and all that are in them, uh, the earth and all that is in it, uh, and the seas and all that are in them. Uh, just expanding on, uh, you have a little more encapsulated, the heavens and the earth, you know, standing for the totality of, uh, of all things. And so verse 17 is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel that in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And he gave to Moses, uh, when he had finished speaking uh, with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written by the finger of God. Uh, when he finished speaking, you've come to the end of a, a section again, uh, and the people are going to rebel. Uh, it was the sixth day of the week. They made the golden calf, and on the seventh, they worshipped it. Uh, and that's when Moses came in uh, to the, the camp. Uh, on the fourth month, 21st day, and the 22nd, uh, was a, a Sabbath uh, in their uh, calendar, 112th day of the, the year, uh, and uh, they, uh, they rebelled and sinned, like, very much like the man and the woman listening to the serpent, and now they worship uh, a golden calf. And uh, Behold, Israel, your gods, Yahweh, who brought you out of Egypt. Gods. Um, and so the idolatry... Uh, and we could look at, uh, you also have a, uh, the pattern uh, repeats again in, let's see, Exodus uh, 35 at the, at the beginning uh, after the rebellion. He again instructs them, but instead let's go to Joshua chapter 6. And so th this was part of the very fabric uh, of uh, the lives of the Israelites, uh, week after week, with their sacrifices, with the uh, six days of work, with the day of rest, uh, continuously reminding them uh, of Yahweh as creator, creating all things uh, in uh, six, uh, light and darkness, day and night, uh, evening and morning uh, days. And so uh, they would not have a difficult time uh, understanding uh, at all. And so, here in Joshua, let's see, look at uh, verse 3. And so here they're uh, preparing, uh, uh, approaching uh, Jericho uh, to uh, wage uh, war uh, against it. Uh, and actually, verse 2, And Yahweh said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war, going around the city once. Uh, thus shall you do for six days. Uh, seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow uh, the trumpets, and when they make a long blast uh, with the ram's horn, uh, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall, fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. Oh, all right. So uh, go around the city uh, once every day for six days, and then on the seventh day, go around it seven times. And, uh, and they blow the trumpets and give a great shout, and the walls will, uh, will come down. Uh, and then, let's see, skip to verse uh, 11, just because we have uh, limited time, but you, you can read through the whole section. 
uh, later. And so, uh, verse 11. Uh, so he caused the ark of Yahweh to circle the city uh, after instructing the people, uh, going about it once, uh, and they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp. So you have a night. Six days, seventh day. Uh, similar language, uh, night, you know, uh, you wouldn't have a difficult time uh, understanding uh, at all. Uh, then Joshua rose early in the morning. Again, uh, evening and morning, uh, night and day language. Uh, then Joshua rose uh, early in the morning, and the priests took up uh, the Ark of Yahweh, and the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns uh, before the Ark of Yahweh walked on, and they blew the trumpets continue continually. And the armed men were walking before them, and the rear guard was walking after the Ark of Yahweh while the trumpets blew continually. Uh, and the second day they marched around the city once and returned into the camp. So they did for six days. And on the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of the day and marched around the city in the same manner, uh, seven times. It was only on that day uh, that they marched around the city uh, seven times. Uh, and at the seventh time, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said uh, to the people, shout, for Yahweh has given you uh, the city. Uh, and so, they go on, you've read Everyone's read uh, about what happens at Jericho and the conquest. Uh, but you have all, all of this language of a uh, sequence of uh, six days, uh, seventh day, uh, night. Uh, they rose early at dawn and marched around the city in the same manner seven, uh, seven times. And so all of this uh, language, uh, light and darkness, day and night, uh, evening and morning, uh, six day work week, seven days week week, uh, would be easy to understand, understand, but you have many who try and say, well, uh, yom, it, it can mean ind indefinite period, and so we just take it that way, as if you can just sort of insert uh, whatever you want into uh, the text, uh, and you, you simply can't. Uh, context uh, won't allow that. Uh, and then just go, and we'll look at, uh, Chapter 10, verse 13. Yep, Joshua 10, 13. Actually, we'll start from uh, verse 12. Uh, and at that time, uh, Joshua, after the hailstones come down, uh, at that time, Joshua spoke uh, to Yahweh in the day when Yahweh gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, uh, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon in the valley uh, of Ayalon, or Ayalon. And the sun stood still, uh, and the moon stopped, uh, until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Is this not written in the book of uh, Jasher, uh, the upright? Uh, the sun stopped in the midst of heaven and did not hurry to set about for a whole day. Uh, there has been no day like it before or since when Yahweh heeded the voice of a man, for uh, Yahweh fought for Israel. So Joshua returned and all Israel with him in the camp of Gilgal. Uh, and so uh, all that day, uh, you, you, you have similar language uh, throughout and you, you see the pattern uh, with, uh, with the fourth day, uh, every day of, of their week, uh, with their uh, rebellion on Mount Sinai uh, in numbers as they set out uh, seven days into the wilderness as they sin, uh, and then finally at uh, Kivrot Hatava, the graves of the craving, uh, get the quail, uh, uh, and uh, they're gathering at sixth day, and then on the seventh day, uh, the Sabbath, and they're eating raw, raw meat and rebellion against God, seven days uh, setting out. Uh, and so you see that language throughout. And so some will even try and take Second uh, uh, Peter, Second uh, Peter uh, verses 8 and 9, uh, he's drawing from Psalm 90, verse 4. Uh, but do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with uh, the Lord... Uh, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. 
But the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And so you have the scoffers who are saying, well, where is his coming? You know, what, 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 what's with the delay? You know, it's not going to happen. They're scoffing and mocking and ridiculing. And so uh, it might seem that God has delayed. Maybe his promises aren't going to come uh, to pass. Maybe he's tarrying. Uh, but uh, Peter then draws and reminds them, uh, do not overlook this fa one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Uh, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness. It's not uh, the Lord's slowness. And so here, Peter is presenting us uh, an interpretive principle and hermeneutic Wherever you see the word day, think a thousand years. And wherever you see a thousand years, think a day, you know. You, you, and then when you turn it into a thousand years, turn it right back to a day. You know, uh, Jason Lyle, uh, he, he drew on uh, Joshua uh, in some of these texts. I uh, heard him, he gave a, a great presentation uh, on this. He's not giving a hermeneutic that you can just plug in uh, everywhere. But if you read the psalm, uh, it's speaking about uh, God uh, doesn't uh, experience uh, and isn't limited by time uh, as we are. Uh, God is fulfilling his purposes in his own time. Uh, he's not, in, in, uh, it's not uh, that he's delaying. It's not that he's slow and tarrying. He's bringing everything about in its perfect time and he's purposed for his people but the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you. And he calls them beloved. Here he, he's, he's uh, talking uh, to a uh, church that he addresses as beloved. Assuming we have believers here, but uh, it's, a, it's a theme in, in the Old Testament that God gives his people time to repent. Uh, and so he's uh, redeeming uh, his people. And so uh, here uh, it's encouragement uh, to uh, repent. Uh, and he'll even talk about sharing the gospel and hasten, uh, hasten the day of Yahweh uh, by repenting, uh, by believing. Uh, and as the, the gospel goes out uh, and God uh, is saving a people. Uh, and so uh, just drawing on this, uh, you know, a good way uh, to then bring it into uh, creation uh, in the gospel and uh, the judgment that will come uh, upon, upon the end. Uh, here, Peter isn't giving a hermeneutic or an interpretive principle that you can just uh, rip passages of scripture uh, out, of, uh, out of context. And uh, as uh, one theologian uh, wrote uh, dealing with uh, a lot of the attacks on the authority of scripture and postmodernism and such, the gagging of God. People try and gag God. They, they try and put a muzzle on him, uh, try and shut him up so he can't uh, speak uh, his word. But Jesus says, have, have you not read? Uh, and here, calling, uh, it's encouragement to repent. You know, it is uh, uh, every, every day. God's mercies are new, new every day. And so uh, if uh, we sin against him, uh, to, uh, to repent, to, to go to the, uh, the throne of grace. And so... Does the thing with the faith, whether we're going to take seriously our obligation to worship God on a regular basis, is that what that's basically? Uh, with I mean, what? I know there's all, yeah. know there's all mm -hmm. the signs. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem to me that in the context of the people who originally read this book, mm -hmm. actually Mm-hmm. God could have just on the sixth day created just man. Mm -hmm. On the seventh day created man mm -hmm. and then rested on the eighth day. He, he rushed it a little bit maybe on the sixth day so that he could exemplify what was really right for us. Mm -hmm. that, that the Sabbath was at stake. It was all about the Sabbath mm -hmm. in a way. That's mm -hmm. the important thing. Well, actually, it is about God is the one true living a creator God and we so I mean, yeah and so he says he says it's a sign it's a sign of multiple things and so uh, the Sabbath uh, th that's uh, part of like uh, 
remembers uh, God's uh, completion of his work of creation. But as we were just reading, he says that it was uh, a sign uh, and so that they would remember that in six days, God created the heavens and the earth and uh, the heavens and the earth uh, and rested on the uh, seventh day. And that's, that's a purpose. That's a, that's a purpose statement. Yeah, and sanctified it and made it holy. And also a sign that he uh, sanctifies and sets you apart. As he blessed that day, uh, as he uh, made that day holy, uh, so uh, he makes his people holy. Uh, even after the sin and rebellion uh, after the garden, uh, he's the God who uh, sanctifies uh, his, his people. And uh, author of Hebrews speaks about uh, even uh, a rest to, uh, a rest to come, uh, even a, uh, an eternal, uh, everlasting uh, rest. But yeah, that, that's central, that's central to the part. Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't even want a long answer, mm -hmm. but maybe we'll get into it mm -hmm. later. Well, that'll be a bigger, uh, bigger topic. Um, I think that the, as far as the Sabbath, I think that the Sabbath was uh, instituted and commanded uh, at at Mount Sinai, uh, and there, there you have the commandment with the uh, Ten Commandments. Uh, there are some things like it speaks about with. He maybe revealed some things like with Noah, where he was to take clean and unclean animals. And so God revealed certain things to him where you see some uh, patterns and such. Uh, but then, you know, of course, with the church, where uh, the commandment is, and Paul says that, uh, talks about traditions of men and man-made religion, not submitting to Sabbaths and new moons and uh, drawing right from like Leviticus and such. But in Hebrews, uh, it says, do not forsake uh, gathering together as the habit of some. And so, you know, there's still that, a day that we uh, set apart, and traditionally most Christians have done on Sunday, but you know you could do on other days depending where you live, um, to not forsake gathering together uh, to worship God, to hear His Word, uh, but uh, it's not just like a, a new a new Sabbath. So, but we'll talk we'll talk a lot more uh, about that in uh, weeks to come. But we have next week off, so I will be back in a couple weeks in new location. So.